It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.07 on a Saturday morning, 39 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves with Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful in your landscape. You know, you got questions. you got things you don't know quite what to do. you move from other places, and you want to know, how do we do it down here in Georgia? We had a nice conversation a minute ago with a guy who won the uh, gardening school ticket that Patricia Collins from Callaway Gardens gave away earlier this morning. And he was so excited because they came from Utah. His wife, Mandy, said, I want to give this to my wife, Mandy. She's going to get this. and be so excited. And learning how to garden in Georgia from living in Utah, that's a lot to learn. But if you didn't win the prize to the garden school at Callaway Gardens, you could always register and go yourself, of course, or you can call me, at 404-872-0750. And of course, I have Patricia Collins here from Callaway Gardens to add the answers as well. We'll give away the Garden Landscape Design School with Erica Glazer a little bit later in the show this morning. At 807, we've got Jean, who's been patiently waiting on the phone. Jean joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Jean, good morning. Good morning. Hi, how can I help? Well, I had a sinkhole issue that I had to get resolved last summer in my backyard, so therefore I have nothing but dirt back there. So I've got to get some new sod or seed put in, but of course I'm going to have to hire a contractor, but yeah. I don't even know what questions to ask Ooh. a professional on what I need to do to put grass or sod back there. So I, don't, I guess I'm trying to find out what I need to ask people. I can tell you how to find a professional company for sure. I mean, I'm going to give you a, a website in just a second here, but the Georgia... They used to be called the Metro Atlanta Landscape and Turf Association, but they're not called that anymore. They're called the Georgia Urban Ag Council, and they're part of the irrigation folks and the sod folks and the uh, landscape maintenance folks, a whole bunch of different professional companies in Atlanta come together to make a professional group cooperation. And their landscape is galandscapepro.com, galandscapepro.com. And they have a find a professional list on there and you just type in where you live and what you want <laughs> you need sides so you type in where you live in stone mountain and six or seven companies who do their work in stone mountain that you can hire to come out or call to come out i guess and explain your problem and let them uh, give you an idea of what they would do and what they'll charge for it the things to ask i think number one do they have a landscape designer on staff or somebody who can give you some real practical information about how to take care of the grass once the sod has been laid. Do you have other things besides just laying the sod that needs to be done, Jean, or just sod? Uh, well, I, you know what? I just don't know. It's probably just going to be sod because mm-hmm. it was right in the middle of the yard okay. where they had to dig up and clean out that sinkhole and do all that stuff. All right. Then it's going to be a relatively small job, not a huge job, so you don't have to have a a company that has 900 employees or anything like that, you might find, and there are plenty of members of the Georgia Urban Ag Council, the GeorgiaLandscapePro.com, folks who are small companies who are based around Stone Mountain and Tucker and that general side of Atlanta that you can call. And that's what I would do. I'm not going to recommend anybody, of course, but uh, of course I will recommend one company, and that is Pike Nursery, because they do have a landscape design uh, end of Pike Nursery, and they will do the job for you as well. So certainly consider calling Pike Nursery first. Okay, I didn't know they did sod. They do sod, they do landscape design, they do all sorts of things. They'll make your landscape pretty. 
Okay. So Pike Nursery first, and then galandscapepro.com after that. Okay, great then. Thank you. All right. It's great talking to you, Gene. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye-bye. We've got Richard on the line from Hollywood, Georgia. Hey, Richard. Good morning. Good morning. You're the star of Hollywood, I hear, Richard. Oh, hey, now this is the first Hollywood. Oh, the first. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's documented. What you got, Richard? Okay, so last year I dropped a house in the middle of a pasture. Uh-huh. And uh, it has uh, a lot of Johnson's grass, which I don't even know what that is, mm. other than the horses seem to like it oh, a lot. Oh, they love Johnson grass. You bet. <laughs> and uh, the landscaper that I had hired, he put in a little bit of, uh, he called it, turf fescue yeah. around the just in front but since then we've added a pool and whatnot so i need to put in a lot of grass uh but the question is is what what kind of grass because yeah. we'd like to be able to differentiate the lawn from the pasture yeah of course are you going to have a fence or some kind of landscaping element that will divide the two of them or one well, blends we're going to we're going to get to a fence uh uh like a four-board uh, horse fence. Got it. The good news is you're in full sun, so any lawn grass that can grow in full sun, like Bermuda, Zoysia, Centipede, maybe St. Augustine even, would do fine for you. And of the three or four, I'm going to say centipede, I'm going to say Bermuda or Zoysia is probably your two best <clears throat> choices of putting out there. Did the pasture itself have Bermuda in it, or what was growing in the pasture besides the Johnson grass? Uh, well, about 50 years ago, it was alfalfa. Ha! Huh, wow. It is <laughs> 50 years right ago. right now, there's, a, for example, most of the grass around the house is still, well, if I call it grass, it looks, it's brown. Yeah. It, it, I know it's not Bermuda. Okay. Uh, it, uh, it's still brown. The onions are coming up really well, though. <laughs> <laughs> so are you wanting to do this yourself or hire somebody to do it, Richard? Well, it sort of depends on what you tell me, I think. How many How many square feet? How big is the yard we're talking about? It's probably a good half acre. That's right on the edge of you or somebody else doing it. You, I think you should take the same route I recommended just now to Gene and uh, call Pike, number one. You're just don't, and where is Hollywood, by the way, Richard? It's about five miles north of Clarksville. Clarksville, all right. So it's a little bit further north than Atlanta, so Pike may not go that far up. But nonetheless, I, there are plenty of landscape companies that will in- install sod, do some other landscaping for you. So the website I mentioned to her, galandscapepro.com, and use their find a professional uh, search engine to just say, I need sod, I need some landscaping, and find who practices in your area and choose one of them. Okay, perfect. And then if they say it's $9 million, you know what you're going to do then. You're going to say, I can do it for less. $8 million is all I can afford. So oh, you no, no, no. What you got? And so, what was that website one more time? GALandscapePro.com. Got it. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Great talking to you, Richard. Thanks for calling. Sure. Patricia, let us bring some smiles to someone's face right now and give away the ticket to go to the landscape design class, which will be taught by Erica Glazer, my multi-talented co-author and uh, landscape designer here in Atlanta. She will be at Callaway Gardens on March the 24th, and you can win a ticket. Let's think. Choose the number between two and seven, Patricia. How about five? All right, Patricia says five. Ashley Frasco, the fifth caller 
to 404-741-0750. Fifth caller, 404-741-0750, gets the landscape design class taught by Erica Glazer down at Callaway Gardens. Check your calendar before you order. Maybe you'll win something for your spouse to go to the landscape design class. Or you. Or me, or (laughs) yourself as well. It could be either one of you. Fifth caller, 404-741-0750. Lisa is in Duluth. And joins us on Lawn and Garden. Lisa, hey, good morning. Good morning, Walter. I love your show. Oh, thank you. I'm it's a so big nice. Fan. Uh, I have blueberries, and I have something that's never happened. I have <laughs> blooms in February. Oh, gosh. And yeah, sure. They're early this year. I know, and I'm just worried that I'm going to lose them if we have some cold weather. Yeah. Can I put a plant blanket on them? You How- bet you can. <laughs> Okay. If Kirk says it's going to be down to 32 degrees, uh, even 33 degrees, I would probably consider covering them. You only have the one chance with the blooms in the year and the blueberries. If you don't cover them, if it's going to freeze, then you don't have any blueberries. So the key, as I've mentioned a couple of times, maybe early, early, early this morning, Lisa, make sure your covering goes all the way down to the ground on all sides of your blueberry plant. If it's a big okay. piece of black plastic sheeting or if you have some of the frost cloth that Pike sells, Anything that you put on it needs to be all the way down to the ground, anchor it with some rocks or logs or something. And if you do that, then the earth's heat will protect the blueberries. They'll come through just fine. Okay. Great. Well, I keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, but (laughs) be prepared. Don't be searching around on Friday night thinking, oh, man, it's going to be 28 degrees, and I don't have my plastic. I don't have anything to cover my blueberries with. Be prepared. All All right. Thank you so much. All right, Lisa. Thanks for calling. I think we've got time for Mike in here. Probably we do. Hey, Mike, good morning. How are you doing, sir? Brother Michael, doing fine. What's going on? I had called you last week about a natural pre-emergent yeah. for edible plants. Okay. And you said cream used to make something, um, but you didn't recommend it. Yeah. And I went on their website, and they have something called organic weezer vinegars. Just all it is is corn gluten. Right, corn gluten. And I, was, and I was just curious of your comments or if you had some info about that. Uh, the effect, effectiveness of corn gluten meal depends on the weed pressure, meaning that in places that are warm and humid and have lots of weed seeds around, corn gluten meal doesn't seem to do a very good job preventing weeds. In places where it's drier and where there's not so many weed seeds scattered and where it's cold in the wintertime, like Connecticut and the Northeast, corn gluten meal does an okay job. It's not 100%, but you'll get 50, maybe 60% control of weeds. In Georgia, I don't know anyone, any research anywhere that said corn gluten meal has done well in Georgia. So since I'm, you know, I'm the Georgia gardener, right? So I got to tell you what I think works here. So it's fine to use as a fertilizer. It really, really <laughs> makes things grow. Corn gluten meal is a good fertilizer, but it doesn't seem to prevent weed seeds from coming up all that well in Georgia. You were just determined to get me out there weeding, I guess. I think that's the best thing you can do. I did it for 10 or 15 years as a child, and, Michael, it made me a better person today. You can do it, too. With all the uh, warm weather that we had the last couple of weeks, is it yeah. too late for a long pre-emergence? No, nah, but I would get it out. Going? I would get it out soon. <laughs> Certainly every year I've said May, March 1st, I mean, it's the right day to do it. But this year, a couple of people back in late February, I was saying, yeah, go ahead and put the pre-emergence out and consider a second app. Hmm, late May, early June, maybe, just because we have such a long season from February all the way through then. Might be two apps needed this year. All right, thank you. All right, Michael, good talking to you. We'll see you soon. It's 818. We'll be back after this.
This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. Eight twenty-four on a Saturday morning. Quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. A pretty day today and tomorrow. Today the high sixty-two, low thirty-five. Tomorrow about the same. Carbon copy sixty-two, thirty-five. The full weekend forecast comes up in ten minutes on News ninety-five-five at AM seven fifty WSV. We're here with my friend Patricia Collins from Callaway Garden, reminding you that they have their garden school, which is March the 23rd, right? That's correct. March the 24th is the uh, landscape design class with Erica Glazerman. Also, don't forget, Callaway Gardens is known for their azaleas. And the Brothers Azalea Bowl, when those azaleas start ripening, blooming, whatever you want to say, and just make waves of color around the Brothers Azalea Bowl, it's one of the most spectacular things you'll ever see. We actually, actually, we have two azalea gardens. Really? We have the Overlook Garden. Oh, that's right. And that's then right. we also yeah. have the newer Callaway Brothers Azalea Bowl. So you get double double duty there. Double duty. Yeah. And of course, stay there at Callaway. It's maybe a weekend over. It's activities for kids. they got the Birds of Prey show. they got all sorts of trails and bikes and things like that you can do at Callaway Gardens. It's a great place to go. Let's go to the phones. We've got Mary, Mary in Russell, Georgia. Marie, hey, good morning. Good morning. Hi. Uh, I have six Mandeville that I keep from year to year. Wow, good for you. Oh, thank you. And they have about three foot long uh, new shoots right now. Mm-hmm. By the time I put them out, they'll probably be five or six feet long. Sure. Usually I cut them off thinking that uh, I like to have the new growth uh, that would be stronger and yeah. produce better flowers. But now I'm wondering if I'm doing the right thing. I want to ask you if you think I should keep those shoots on. I usually get really nice flowers all I summer keep, long. I would keep mine I'm on. I'm wondering if I could get better if I left them on or if they are too weak. You know, honestly, I keep them on. Anything during the wintertime that can absorb any light you have because you know how hard it is to keep them lit up enough in the winter to keep the plants alive anyway and gosh keeping that many alive for this many this several years is pretty pretty big accomplishment Marie so I would say leave the sprouts on there if they're a little weak eh, big deal the sun will heat them up and burn them off a little bit or you can bend them down so they wind back up the trellis where you keep them outside yeah I wouldn't want to take them off now no, I not was now. thinking when I put them out if I should just cut them all off on that the new growth will be stronger, or if uh, these would uh, harden up when I put them out, yeah. and that's what my question I'm not, is. I'm not sure research is going to tell me either way. It'll probably, when you put them outside, the sun will be so intense, it'll burn the leaves off that new sprout, but okay. maybe not, depending on the environment you put them in. If there's yeah, a little shade up there, they might them, stay on. I, I usually put them in uh, that dappled shade under a tree. I'm very careful the way I treat them. If you, know? you did that to harden them off a little while before you put them in full right. sun, I think you don't have any reason to cut it off at all. Oh, okay. I'll try it this year then. All right then. Thank you very much. Congratulations, and talk, good talking to you, Marie. Thanks for calling. It's 720, no, it's 828 Patricia College. A reminder, too, if you go to my website at WalterReeves.com, get the details on our trip to Croatia next fall, Dubrovnik Split, the be- most beautiful part of Europe. It's going to be gorgeous. We're taking 30 garden friends on a privately chartered ship to Croatia next year. 
check it out because it's going to be lots and lots, lots of fun. We're going to have a lot of people on there that I've traveled with before, and I'm hopeful about half will be new people. I'm looking forward to traveling with new folks, new ideas, new interests. It's a bunch of fun. Go to WalterReeves.com, type in the words Croatia. That's all you have to do. And we'll see if you can come with us in September, I believe is the date. October, September, somewhere in there. We'll check it out. It ought to be a bunch of fun. It's 8.28. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden. And don't forget, Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery will join us at 8.35 with the Pike Pick of the Weekend. We'll be back after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.35 on a Saturday morning, 41 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. What a pretty day we have in front of us. 62 degrees, maybe a little bit warmer than that today. Tomorrow about the same. Wow, 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 wow. Time to get out and do things in the garden. Patricia Collins from Callaway Gardens is here with me this morning. We've given away both the Garden School, which is the uh, 23rd of March, and the Landscape Design class, the 24th of March. But there's always plenty to do down at Callaway Gardens. Do y'all have any new classes? You said Sip and Savor. What's that about, Patricia? Sip and Savor is uh, like a... Uh, uh, Food and drink, and it's uh, a okay. <laughs> food and drink, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And we have uh, begins on Thursday evening, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday Sunday brunch. We have uh, a celebrity chefs coming, our chefs coming, coming Natalie in. Natalie Dupree is coming to that. Mad- Natalie Dupree is coming yeah. uh, for uh, on Friday, I believe. She's going to do. Biscuits and bourbon. Mm. So look it up on the website and see. <laughs> I get to volunteer for that. CallawayGardens.org? It's uh, CallawayGardens.com. .com, excuse mm-hmm. me. It's CallawayGardens.com. Details about all the events they have planned down there. Right. No, And we have an Azalea workshop uh, as well on the 24th, but um, I wanted to, to promote uh, Erica's program. And the biscuits and bourbon. I'm not sure you dip biscuits in bourbon. I don't know. I will have like. to see what that's all about. All right. Well, we'll go. <laughs> I don't know. It's all we're all learning. <laughs> Our friend Mickey Gasway is waiting on us here. Mickey, what do you think biscuits and bourbon has to do with anything? I have no idea. Biscuits and bourbon. No, all right. I guess the two B's. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so they rhyme with each other. Yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Hey. Hi there. So we're here with Mickey Gasway because every Saturday morning, Mickey has something in her mind that's going to be for sale at all the Pike Nursery locations for 20% off or some event that's happening as well. So, Mickey, we might as well get to it. What is the deal this Saturday? It is cherry trees, all the ornamental cherries. What a great timing, I think all we've got is ornamental. I don't think we've got any fruiting cherries. Sure, of course. Um, Yeah, they are, and they're beautiful. You know, if you've... Been for a ride recently. You know how pretty they are right now. My Okami has just been gorgeous yep. for the last three weeks with my daffodils blooming and the Okami. It's really been pretty. So it's sort of faded out. I've seen the Okami my neighbor has, and the it's, the pink has faded from that Pepto-Bismol oh, yeah. down to sort of a brownish pink now. But the well, Yoshino just that, started yesterday, I think. My Yoshino cherry had flowers on it. Yeah, my, my Okami has has lost its I mean lost its flowers. They're all off. The uh-huh. rain got those. And um, the Yoshino's, of course, next. And then, and then the Kwanzaa's after that. And then flowering cherries, what an awesome plant. They've got some Beautiful. big things going on. 20% off, too. 
Right. Are these and we've in, even got the, uh, the autumn nalish, which blooms in the spring and then blooms again in the fall. Are these in that's pots or bald and burlap? Or what, how are they sold? They're all, in, they're all in containers. Yeah, so that's easy. You can plant a containerized yeah. plant any time of the year. Neat. Yeah. One of the things I might remind people is when you buy any containerized tree, take them out of the pot, straighten out the roots. Don't let them go round right. and round and round like they do inside the pot. Straighten them out to go in all directions when you put them in the new place in your landscape. And I think of, Jap- of the flowering cherries as needing lots of sun. I don't put them in the shade, Mickey. Yeah, I like that. I, I was looking it up, and I've always said full sun, and then I looked it up and said full sun to part sun, but I think it needs to be pretty close to full yeah. sun. Yeah, they seem to do better. That may, may be from the north instead of the south. Yeah. <laughs> maybe so, yeah. Yeah, maybe that. Well, I don't know. It seems like they would take full sun up there. I don't know. Well, either um, way. But they, they don't like acid soil. And that is one of the things we need to mention. That's that is a, a great point, Mickey. The best thing yeah. you can do for flowering cherries when you plant them is to mix lime in the soil. The whole rooting area that they're going to be growing in, mix lime with the soil. Generally speaking, around, let's say, 10 pounds per 100 square feet. So if you sort of do your math skills and figure out how big an area is, 10 pounds per 100, excuse me, a pound per 100, 10 pounds per 1,000. Okay, so a pound per 100. So. Um, get some garden lime while you're there at pipe. Every couple of years, I, I'll yeah. put every every couple of years, yeah. is, even if I don't soil test, I'll put a little bit of lime in there because I think it does make it. It helps a lot. You said it exactly also, right. They, they need to drain real well. They don't like acid soil. They don't like soggy roots, and so well, good, well-drained soil, so it's nice and loose, and maybe on a little hillside, mound them up a little bit so mm-hmm. they don't uh, get soggy around the root system, and give them some lime to keep the pH of the soil pretty high, and that will make a cherry really happy. Yes, and keep the mulch off the, the trunk. Ooh, I showed a picture just the other day of where voles had eaten around the trunk oh, of a no. cherry tree, just ate it up, and the tree died. So, yeah, well, keep I, the mulch I away. I dug up an oak leaf hydrangea the other day that it over the years it had gotten up there, and it died, and I took it up, and you could see exactly where the voles the had little voles had chewed around the bottom of the, of the hydrangea. <laughs> Yeah. Any any classes, any events going on, Mickey? Well, not today. Uh, next week, uh, well, next week you and I are going to be at Town Center. Well, that's right. We are. It's a remote bro- What am I talking about? Next week is Town Center remote broadcast. Well, I didn't even yeah, think to mention Town that Center, this morning. Town Lake. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're going to have, uh, that's going to be our growing berries, and our strawberry day is going to be next Saturday as well. So we're going to have a class on growing berries, and everybody that comes in and gets a uh, um, um, a little a strawberry, strawberry plant, plant. sure. Yeah. So strawberry day. So, again, Town Lake Pike Nursery, Mickey and I will be there next Saturday morning. Don't forget that. And I'm so sorry I forgot to mention that this morning earlier in the show. But we'll be there doing a remote broadcast, and we have things to give away from WSB. I got in in the mailroom today, Mickey, a big box of Milorganite fertilizer. I'll be giving away packets oh, of cool. that. And I've got a big box at home of uh, Hollytone fertilizer. I'll be giving away packets of that as well. Way to go. That'll yeah. be fun. I Do think, I get some too? No, I think if you <laughs> if you look right, look nice, and uh, oh, ask okay. politely, I think we can get okay. some from Mickey too. You sure will. Okay, that sounds great. So, Mickey, oh, and let me mention one more thing. Um, the next week, starting the thirteenth, we're going to have our shade gardening classes, and they're going to be at Peachtree City and Swanee and um, here in Lindbergh. So, <clears throat> look on Pike Nursery. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> Coffee out, me. Coffee and talk at the same time. Bad idea. 
So you look on the Pike Nursery website, and I will let Mickey give us the location of the Pike Nursery website, where not only can you find the schedule for all the classes that Pike has, as well as the details about Strawberry Saturday, next Saturday for the strawberry classes and the free strawberry given away, as well as the details about um, um, remote broadcasts we have, too. So try it. 20% off all flowering cherry trees today and tomorrow, I guess, too, Mickey, at Pike. Yes. So yes. it's Saturday, Sunday, 20% off all flowering cherry trees. And where would we go to find where the, the local pike nursery is? That's it. Mickey, it's great talking to you. You too. See you next week. We'll see you Bye. then, Mickey. PikeNursery.com. It's 843. It is time for Grace in Norcross to join us. Hey, Grace. Good morning. Good morning. So what do you want to do with English Ivy? Tell me more. Well, I have a yard that has a backyard that has not been touched in about thirty years, and it's completely overgrown with English ivy, some Virginia creeper, things like that. Yeah. And and I want to put bees back there, okay. but I don't have any access. And since I'm going to put bees back there, I want to do something organic. So I thought, well, I don't want to just spray the whole thing with Roundup. And then I heard that goats might be the answer. Yes, sure bet. That they'll, they'll eat anything. So I thought, well, that sounds too good to be true. And before I turn goats loose back there, I'd see if you thought it was a bad idea. <laughs> oh, Grace, that's a bad thing to say. Uh, I, I think what you do is, sorry, is when, you, when you hire the goat people to come and put the goats back there, you make a little stand right by the gate and put, charge a dollar to every kid in the neighborhood who wants to come back and feed the goats. <laughs> and that way you pay for the goats with your entrepreneurship of uh, the goat show in the backyard. They will gather every, you know, people, people you've never seen before who will come to your, your front door won't know, can they come back and look at the goats back there? They are great, and they eat English ivy. Preferentially, they'll eat an English ivy, privet, poison ivy. They eat just about anything that's green in the backyard. But does it actually kill it or just take the leaves off? Uh, it'll take the leaves off, but if you if you left them there long enough, which you probably can't afford because you're paying for them by the day, if you left them there long enough, it'd kill the English ivy pretty readily because it just keeps the leaves off of them, like mowing or chopping or something like that. But it'll certainly take the leaves off, so it's easy then to, to pull up the vines to sort of see the area so you can clear it off and you can see what you're doing back there when you plant the maybe some flowering plants for your bees. If I have to spray it all, how long should I wait before I put my bees out? There's no research showing that Roundup, and I know people have very strong opinions about Roundup. I know that very well because I get emails about it, but there's no scientific valid research that shows Roundup has any damage to insects, bees meaning. So you could spray the English ivy and seven days later, put the bees out there. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Well, Walter, I might have to send you a jar of honey. You might send me some honey, and if you had a bucket of goat manure or something like that, you could give it that, too, as well. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep that for myself. I love my organic manure. Thank you so much. Have a That's blessed great. day. Great talking to you, Grace. Thanks so much. we got Jane on the line. Jane's in Smyrna, Georgia. Hey, Jane. Good morning. Hey, good morning. What's up? Well, um, I need you to decipher this um, soil test report. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> we have about three minutes, so go ahead and tell me the numbers on there. Uh, well, it just says um, it needs phosphorus and potassium. It says mm -hmm. 22 pounds per acre, 177 pounds per acre. Well, you don't have an acre to play with. You only no. got 2,000 square feet, right? It's just a little bitty, a little bitty patch in a in a in a in a bed, a garden bed. Yeah. 
<clears throat> where where a little Burgarden sage had died, and I thought it had wilt disease, and I didn't <laughs> know to ask to check for that. So I don't know if it did or not, but they did say that I needed this potassium and phosphorus, and I know I could look for fertilizer with those high numbers, but I exactly. thought you just might could simplify it for me and have a specific recommendation. I think the simplest thing to do is to get, as you said, any fertilizer, the last two numbers are those relatively high. I mean the high. last two, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. last two numbers. So 5 or 6% or in either of the last two numbers gives you a high enough percentage that it'll give you enough potassium or phosphorus to make the plants happy there. A lot of times the organic fertilizers like um, Hollytone, I mentioned earlier, Millorganite, and uh, <laughs> the uh, EB Stone that Pike sells have phosphorus and potassium in about 3 or 4%, I want to say. I can't remember the label correctly here. But the organic fertilizers many times have not only phosphorus and potassium, but also some micronutrients and things that plants enjoy as well. <laughs> so, you know, if I'm saying, I would go find some uh, organic, one of those organic fertilizers and use that. I think that would be great. Okay. Um, if, if I had, a uh, quick question, if I had, tra well, I did, I transplanted a, a small Bergarten sage that I thought, you know, just needed a new site. Yeah. And it may have had a wilt disease, have and I subsequently pulled it up, and this is what I had this all tested for. But yeah. in the new place where I put it, did I, if it did have wilt disease, did I contaminate that soil? And if so, how long will it be contaminated? Not likely that it contaminate with the with the plant. And honestly, sage doesn't last for a million years out there, and so. A couple of years of production from a sage plant, if you're using it for your kitchen or something like that, two years is fine. And, you know, Pike has plenty of sage plants. They'll be happy to sell you another one. You don't have to say, I want to keep this sage for 9 or 10 or 15 years or something like that. I would simply you know, use it as long as it looks healthy. And if it gets wilt disease, then try to make the soil drain quickly because that's what they want most is dry soil when they're growing in the summertime. And uh, replace it with another sage plant. I don't think you'll contaminate the soil with the old plant at all. It's 848. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. At 8.55, a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today is going to be really nice. High of 62 degrees overnight, low around 34 to 35 maybe overnight. Tomorrow about the same. It's going to be really, really pretty today and tomorrow. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And if you did not win the tickets to the Callaway Gardens Garden Design School or the Garden um, Design Class with Erica Glazner, we have a consolation prize. We have four tickets to the see the Gladiators, if I'm not mistaken, the Atlanta Gladiators at Infinite Energy Arena and a Kroger $50 gift card. To what caller, Ashley? To the third caller, to 404 Third caller, tickets to see the Gladiators and $50 to spend at Kroger. Real quickly, Dinah joins us on Lawley Garden. Hey, Dinah, good morning. Good morning. When's the time to plant seed potatoes? Now. Thank you for calling. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ones I found are sort of soft with long sprouts. Is that That's still that? fine. You can actually cover the sprouts up. There's no need to leave those sprouts hanging out of the ground. Nope. So okay. uh, plant the seed potatoes, you know, 
couple of inches deep, and the sprouts, you can sort of lay on their side so the tip of it sees the sunshine. But right now, March, February, actually the middle of February, many times down is a good time to plant okay. them. So you can do it next year, middle of February, but now is the time to plant seed potatoes. Not seeds, and I think some gardeners don't know that, but seed potatoes oh. are just pieces of potato <laughs> that have been chopped up as you plant those pieces, and those are called seed potatoes. All right. All right. I'll get right on it. Get I on think. it. All right. Okay. Enjoy those potatoes, Donna. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. And thanks to Patricia Collins as well for being with us from Callaway Gardens. Callaway Gardens, of course, has their garden school March the 23rd and their landscape design class March the 24th. Details where, Patricia? www.callawaygardens.com. That's right. It's been such a great day. Ashley Frasca has answered more calls off the air today than, she, than I have answered on the air. This is springtime, people, and springtime, everybody wants to ask questions. If you don't get your questions answered, go to my website. You can follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook and Pinterest. Get all your questions answered. Let's see the details about our newsletter and about the Croatia trip. Jason Byers has done great jobs this morning picking music, the best garden music in America. Here, Jason Byers, Lawn and Garden Show. Woo, mercy. Next Saturday, Pike Nursery. Check with my website. We'll have the details about the Pike Nursery trip next week, the remote broadcast. We'll see you there. Other than that, I will let myself out. We'll see you later. Another edition of Saturday Morning Lawn and Garden next week.